thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Alright, hey everybody. I welcome you to today's is this a spooky edition of Bible News Radio? <laughs> Just kidding, it's not. But hey, I want to welcome you guys to the show. Hope that you've had a great day. I have had a pretty pretty good day, busy day. I'll share some of that with you momentarily. Do me a favor and take a moment to share this out on whatever platform you're on. That would be super duper cool. Yeah, it will. Okay, so today we have an interview with L.A. Marzuli. His real name is Lynn, okay? But he goes by L.A. Don't tell him I told you his name is Lynn. I have an affinity for the name Lynn because it's my middle name. Anyway, today we're going to be airing the interview that we did with L.A. Marzuli at the Prophecy Watchers Conference a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you what, he is probably one of the most popular speakers in the world of Bible prophecy today. And the reason why is because he has done some interesting research on the Nephilim and on studying UFOs and what they mean to us in the world of Bible prophecy. And he's also uh, done some research on uh, cattle mutilations um, and things like that. So how many of you guys have heard of that, right? These cattle's all over the world these cows have been mutilated right and these police investigators you know and different people who find these cows certain parts of these cows have been cut out precisionly like that you know they've just been cut out with precise precision and it's like why well la believes as a lot of people do that it's because of the hybriding that's happening right the the hybrids now maybe that sounds insane to some of you because some of you haven't done the research that LA has or I have or other people who are aware of these issues but if in the ancient days we had these chimeras out there which were basically these beings which were half human and half animal uh, then who's to say that it can't happen again and if it is happening again, then how does that play into end times Bible prophecy and how, you know, the return of Christ will um, come into the world? That's the question. So we're going to be talking and airing that interview that we did with L.A. Marzuli a couple of weeks ago. And I hope you guys take time to watch it. If you're watching the replay, watch the whole thing, people. Just watch it. I dare you. Double dog dairy. No, actually, I don't double dog dairy. I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does a double dog dare mean? Hmm? You have any idea, Bareface? Because I have no clue. All right. So I'm. Um, doesn't even get, you ask me a question, then doesn't give me a chance. Go ahead, answer it. I was just going to speculate, you know, that it's, it's worth two dogs, you know, that I would not only put up a dog, my dog, I would put up two dogs. 
double dog dare you that it's just this anyway i'll be quiet <laughs> back to you back to me cut to me no i'm just kidding all right uh let's see here i'm gonna go ahead and put the an interview with okay i'm gonna spell that correctly with at l a l a mar zuli there he is boom right there okay sharing that out there we go all right okay so you guys today's interesting day for me i uh, uh this this interview is gonna be about 20 minutes just so you know you guys will enjoy it i guarantee well you might not maybe you'll hate it maybe you'll go what the heck were you thinking but actually i have to tell you out of all the bible prophecy people and end times uh bible teachers that i've had on my show la marzuli actually has been on probably more than anybody uh, he has been featured on shows like Ancient Aliens, um, which is a TV network. Um, you know, it's a show. I'm not sure what channel. I think it's the History Channel. Yeah, um, I believe you're right. It's I either think it is. History or H2, the other history. Or, you know, they have or, a couple. Yeah. I Anyway, I refer to those channels as the Revisionist History Channel. And rightly so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so L.A. has been on those. Um, before he's kind of the alternate Christian voice, which they actually edit him out. That's generally what they do. They edit. Um, in fact, I'm going to take my headset out, but actually they, they edit him out often, or they'll, they'll take pick and choose certain things that he says and make it appear that he's saying one thing when in reality he's saying something different. So yeah, they'll leave the, the, the facts in, but leave out the explanation, the, his purpose for researching these things right or the christian worldview in exactly general, right? so they so the the ancient aliens end times world view is basically the the worldview that basically says aliens are the ones that seeded the planet that created humans and when the rapture takes place basically this is my understanding when the rapture takes place the way the world's gonna um going to explain it is by saying that those people that were taken away well they needed more work basically and so so they were taken out of the world literally uh in order so that darwin's fittest though those that remain here on earth can continue to do the work that they're doing as opposed to the biblical worldview which says when the rapture takes place that's harpazo harpaz harpazo basically means the snatching away like happens in the twinkling of an eye, super, super, super fast. Um, that's when the Lord takes us out, the Christians who believe in Christ, and the rest of the people who are, quote, left behind um, are going to then see the rise of the Antichrist. See, a lot, of, a lot of Christians will go, well, who's the Antichrist? Let's debate about who that is. But the thing is, is we don't really want to know. If we're here to see the Antichrist, it's probably not a good thing, just so you know, okay? Just saying. Um, so, so then the Antichrist will come to power and bring peace on the earth, peace and safety, peace and safety. They'll say that. And then the next thing you know, they, there will be, um, three and a half years. This is the t traditional pre-trib view. There'll be three and a half years of relative peace. Everybody will be going, oh, kumbaya, etc. blah, blah, blah. And then about midway through there, the Antichrist will decide that he wants to reveal that he's the evildoer of all and that he actually will then 
you know, require your soul, basically. Okay, more or less. Um, and so the, the, the worldview that, that I personally hold, I believe in the pre-wrath uh, particular position, which basically says that the church is taken out of here uh, before the wrath of God comes on the whole world. So, you know, and I, and I believe this, I think it's biblical and I hold that it's biblical because if you look at the book of revelation, you understand the book of revelation and its context in which it's written, by the way, the words of Jesus are in revelation and often those red letter Christians, they don't even turn to revelation and go, huh, I wonder what Jesus said about that. Any, but anyway, so the first three chapters of Revelation, we see Jesus writing to the church. But then when you get the fourth chapter of Revelation, you see the scene is in heaven. So the church is nowhere to be found except the next time when it's coming back with the Lord, right? So anyway, so L.A. Marzulli um, is, uh, was, it has been on my show like so many times. He was on my show before really anybody else had him on. He's been on popular radio shows like George Norrie. Uh, I think he's been associated with Art Bell um, and a whole bunch of other so-called conspiracy theorists. But what's really interesting is that he um, he really believes what he's talking about. And he's, he's a speaker that's fun to listen to. Um, and at the Prophecy Watchers Conference, the thing that he talked about was disclosure. Okay, what that means is that the government, our government, has, quote, disclosed that there is truly other alien life form actually out there. And at the Prophecy Watchers Conference, he actually shared a clip from, I think it was uh, Tucker Carlson's show, uh, where he had a guy on there uh, who was retired. Was he military? Retired military? Yes. I think so, yeah. He was retired military. Anyway, and that man disclosed, yes, there was actual alien aircraft there and all that. Now, I've had some people say, well, do you believe, you know, UFOs exist and blah, blah, blah. And I actually do. I think a UFO is just what it is. It's an unidentified flying object. I do believe that there are portals and there are demons and that they're demonically inspired and controlled and whatever beings are there are demonic. Okay. That's what I believe personally. Um... And I do believe that there is a great deception, a great falling away. And what's really interesting is that yesterday, was it yesterday? Was it yesterday? Wait, hold on. Let me think. My brain's 50. Um, was it yesterday? Okay, we had Doug Hershey on yesterday. No, it wasn't that. No, it was the day before. Pastor Billy Crone, when I interviewed him at the conference, one of the things that he said was that more people today believe in UFOs than actually believe in God. Now, I don't know about you, but that's kind of astounding when you think about it. At least to me, it's completely astounding, right? Um, so anyway, long story short, we're going to play that interview with L.A. Marzulli. So make sure you share this out. Let me say hi to some of you that came in. Mama Gina's here. Aaron is here. Uh, Mia, Melanie, uh, Kim, nice to see you. Natasha's here. Diane. And um, I saw Catherine come over on Facebook. I don't know if you're still there, but uh, glad you guys are all here. Thank you guys for coming in. You know, I have to tell you, got up early today because I had uh, to take my dad to the Veterans Affairs Office, the VA, for his, his annual um, medical checkup. I know you guys care about this. <laughs> He's 90, and um, his appointment was at 11 o'clock, and I left my house at 9 o'clock. 
got him there just in time for his appointment. Actually, they let me in early. I got there a little bit early, which is highly unusual because it takes 90 minutes or so to get my dad ready. It takes him a half hour to put his pants on. Um, and that's with help. So, so I just have to say when I, when I got to the VA's office this morning, um, I just have to give a shout out to the VA. You know, look, the VA is a pain in the butt. I'm just going to say it. They are. (laughs) Especially when you take care of, uh, the money, the finances, applying for veterans affairs benefits and, and all this other stuff. They, the VA is a bummer, but I mean, they are. In fact, today I got the federal fiduciary papers, for my annual accounting of the money that I get from the VA, I have to like, you know, document all that and send that in. I mean, it's like a job that never, it never ends, right? But I have to say that today, the the ladies that assisted me um, at the VA, they were so, so cool. And they were genuine mercy givers. You could tell that God called them to um, a very, you know, compassionate point of view and, and everything. And and at one point, and I'm just sharing this because some of you guys understand this. Uh, at one point, you know, they're like, we need to take a sample of your dad's urine. Okay. Let's just say that. And blood. Drawing blood's no big deal. You just sit my dad in a chair, put a needle in him, take his blood. That's cool. We can do that. But to get a sample of the other stuff takes some time. And so I said to, so I said to, uh, I said to uh, the lady, I said, you do know, I said, this is going to take my dad 20 minutes or, or a half hour. No, I said a half hour. So this is going to take my dad a half hour to do, you know, just so you know. And they're like, a half hour? I'm like, yeah. I said, it's going to take him a half hour to go into that bathroom, do his business, and then put on the new briefs that, you know, I brought, I brought an extra pair of briefs that he could change into because he's had so many accidents lately. Anyway, long story short, half hour later, <laughs> my dad's finally done. Um, and then, and you know, and I was prepared. I, I had, you know, I pretty much know on any day I take my dad to a medical appointment, it's about four or five hours out of my day because uh, it's, it's just everything moves in slow motion. Anyway, um, but here's the thing that blessed me. I, um, when I was leaving, I had to, I actually applied for a handicap, um, parking thing. Cause I, you know, I dragged my dad everywhere and all my older friends were like, how come you don't have a handy park, you know, handicap parking thing that you can put in your car. And I said, I don't know how to get one, but I figured that out. So that was something I figured out. Um, but on my way out, I had to go pull my car up next to the VA building, had to shut the car off. Uh, open up my trunk, get my dad's walker, put it in there, and all this other stuff. And as my dad's walking out, there's this lady that was getting ready to go into the VA's office. And she was holding the door. And she, and she when I think older these days, it's like 70s, you know. So she was not that old, but I could tell she was older. And she said, oh, don't worry. I, I don't mind holding the door for your dad. I say, yeah, he's a Korean war vet. And she said, Oh, my dad was a Korean war vet, which means she had to be probably in her seventies. Cause my dad's twice as old as the average person my age. Um, twice and, as old as the average person your age. Yeah. What that so means a hundred. No, no. What that means is that he's usually 20 years older than the average person my age. Most people my age have parents in their seventies. So this woman, she had to be in close to 70 because her, her parent was also a Korean War vet. 
So, so she wasn't 50 like I am and have a dad 40 years older. Okay. Just saying, I mean, my dad's almost half my age, you guys, just so you know. But anyway, so she says to me, uh, you know, and my dad, she says, you know, thank you for your service to our, to our country. I really appreciate it. And I was like, yeah, that's inside. I was like, yeah, high five. I'm like, yeah, I'm proud. This guy's a Korean war vet. And she turned to me <laughs> and she put, put her hand on my shoulder and she said, and thank you for your service to your dad. I was like, oh, I, I was just like, nobody ever said that to me really before. I was like, so touched. Hmm. Choked me up some. And then there was another guy that came out. An older guy. I guess it's all relative. He wasn't as old as me, but old, but younger than my dad. So anyway, probably in his 70s. And he's like, hello, ma'am. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, can I help you with, with that walker of yours? <laughs> and I said, yeah, you can. Anyway, so... He, so my trunk was open at that point. And by this time, my dad was getting in the car and we had to put the, the, the walker in the trunk. And, and I don't know about you guys, but there's two different types of walkers. There's the kind with the wheels in the front and there's, it's just flat on the back. And then there's the four wheeled ones with the handbrakes. Well, the four wheeled ones with the handbrakes, my dad loves, I got him a brand new one. He can practically run with that thing. But that thing is so stinking big, it can't fit in my car because I have a little car. I have a convertible. And so it's just, unless I take my hood down and throw it over and then try to smoosh it in there, it's just too big. I'm like, forget it. So I use this other one that's clunky. And uh, anyway, and so the, the other guy, he went ahead and, um, you know, he, he was like, sure, ma'am, I'll go ahead and put that in the car for you. So anyway, so that touched me. Yeah, I'm a marshmallow. I admit it total marshmallow i'm just gonna admit it so anyway it's just nice to see other veterans appreciate people who take care of veterans because frankly and i've said this before if i didn't take care of my dad nobody would he would have ended up in the state he'd probably be gone you know uh so it's been a real uh it's been a real blessing for me to not only get to know my dad over the last four years but to learn lessons that the Lord, you know, has taught me, uh, about life and that, and, you know, life is short, you guys, I know you all know that, but it's, it is, it's short and, uh, you know, your life goes like that. And so, and you're right, Aaron, people can't be mean to the elderly. And that's why today was so nice. Cause there was nobody that was actually mean. Hey Kelly. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so was, that just touched me today. As you guys can see, I got teary eyed. It touched me because my dad's 90. I don't know how long he's going to live, but you know, I woke up thinking I have a choice. I could be complaining today that I know half my day is going to be spent with my dad, dragging him back and forth to this appointment, or I can rejoice and be super happy that when I went into that veterans office affairs today, that president Donald Trump was on the wall and Obama wasn't. <laughs> 
I just had to say that. Just saying. Anyway, we'll talk about that later, but let's get to this interview. Um, now that enough time has passed, uh, let's go ahead and play the interview that we did with L.A. Marzuli. I think you're going to find it interesting. And I have to also say that L.A. sought me out for this interview. I didn't seek him out because, uh, you know, he was really super busy. I didn't pursue him, but apparently he's like, hey, I want to be on Stacy's show. So anyway. That was pretty funny. We uh, <laughs> I forget what day it was. But, uh, you know, we were there for the weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday was the conference. I don't remember. It may have been Sunday, maybe the last day. It was. I think it was. And we were interviewing somebody on, I don't know, the uh, one of the walls, along one of the walls out in the hallway. And while the camera was going, uh, L.A. came up to me and said softly, you know, tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, Hello, my name's Elliot Marzuli. I am available for comment and interview. <laughs> so, like, okay, I can take that hint. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've interviewed him for well over a decade. Oh now. yeah, yeah, it's, like it's. Uh, I think he's been on this program by one name or another. Well, he's always had the same name. This program right. has had a few names. Uh, I don't know, fifteen, twenty times. I don't know. Yeah. Well, with the exception of Billy Crone and a couple other people, everybody that, that's been on my show has been on my show already. Right. So that's why it's kind of super cool. But but I think L.A.'s like up there. like. I think he's the number one. As far as Prophecy Guys, I think he's been on our show the most. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but, so I think it was special because... It's the second time I've seen him in person. And, right. and you know, it's funny. I have some, uh, you know who you are. Some of you people are like, oh, I can't believe you got to interview, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. Just relax. <laughs> anyway. Okay, go ahead. Roll it. All right, real? Yep. All right, here we Enjoy. go. All right. Hey, everybody. Guess what? Check it out. There he is, Mr. L.A. Marzuli in the flesh. Yeah, he is. Greetings. Hello. How are you? I could be a clone. You could be. Yes. Should knows? I cut your ear? No! Find out Don't touch it! No, it's, it's good to be here. Thank you. At, uh, he the Prophecy stuck. Watchers. You just got done telling me to be serious. I'm completely serious here. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, so this is the second time we've met in person. It is. Last year was the first, and oh. it was a pleasure. And we've met each other, like, what, 10 years or something? I don't know. On, on the radio, yeah podcasts yeah so how is your ministry this year how's it going it's been good lots of new information i i think what bothers me more than anything is is the um i don't want to say lack of interest but it's lack of interest in people i mean we go through great lengths to discover the truth about certain things about the dna of, of the paraka skulls mm-hmm. and you would think that people would be flocking to that because it rewrites history i mean it rewrites history it shows that that whoever these people were that wound up in Paracas about 3,500 years ago, uh, the DNA, the mitochondrial DNA, which comes from the female side of the equation, comes from Europe and the Middle East. Now, our detractors, you know, those who write hit pieces on me for in their spare time because they've got nothing else better to do, fellow brothers in the Lord, <clears throat> uh, we, we won't go there. But what's humorous is they, they all attack us personally, a hominem attack, but they won't attack the data. And what we discovered, and this is the work of our uh, anthropologists on the team, Rick Woodward, and of course they, they attack the fact that he's a teacher at a junior college. So, because he's at a junior college. Yeah, he's at a junior college. Somehow that negates his work. 
I mean, it's such a straw man argument. It's, it's, it's insulting. It's really insulting. Yeah. So, you know, the guy, he's the guy, Rick Woodward, our anthropologist, he's also an archaeologist, that, um, so he has two degrees. And he was the one that examined many, many skulls and noticed that the foramen magnum, which is where the spinal column attaches to the skull, was pushed to the rear of the skull. It's genetic. You can't cradle headboard or wrap cloth or bind the head of an infant and somehow move the, the place of the foramen magnum. You can't do it. So we have Rick Woodward's work. We have uh, Mondo Gonzalez, our arche other archaeologist on the team. We have Dr. Michael Alde and, and Malcolm Warren, Dr. Malcolm Warren, a chiropractor, all looking at the evidence, saying exactly the same thing and coming in professionally on the record saying that this seems to be genetic. And you would think that that would just be send ripples through the Christian community because, first of all, it points back to the biblical prophetic narrative of the validity of the Nephilim. We believe that these may be remnants of the Anakim. We don't know that yet. That's complete speculation on my part. So someone will get that and twist all that. But the bottom line is, yeah, it's a hypothesis. It could be the Anakim. Why not? Because in order to balance that skull with the frame and magnum all the way in the back, you'd have to have a longer neck. Right. So it's, it's very interesting. And it's, it's not that it's depressing because, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, first of all, for the Lord. And this is my ministry. This is what we do 24-7, 365, except when we take a few weeks off for vacation, which we desperately need, which will happen in December. But, you know, the same thing with the Fatima, um, the film. We discovered, and uh, this is the work of Jose Machado, who published his book, Spiral of Life. And Jose had access to the glass plates that were 100 years old now, 101 years old now, that were taken of the events of Fatima, Portugal, 101 years ago. And what he sees in the glass place is an object, which is not a smudge, which is not a, a chemical burn, which is not, it, it's intrinsic, it's in the glass plate itself. And it clearly shows a round object, disc-like object, directly over the apparition site, which, again, it hails back and gives validity to the handwritten testimony of the eyewitnesses who were there in the field and saw an object and they looked up and they said, I saw a dull silver disc. So it's a smoking gun. It's real investigative journalism. I mean, it's the real deal. We're out in the field. It's not, we're not in some library reading books, which is what you do anyway. Sure. That's how you start. Right. But then you got to get out in the field and do your own investigation. And that's what we've done with the Paracas DNA. And I'd like to just give a shout out to our donors who want to remain anonymous, but um, they provided the funds which enabled us to bring the, the team down multiple times and finally collected DNA samples, which in my opinion rewrites history. So the fact that that it doesn't, you know, we, we don't have, we haven't sold like 100,000 of these things. We haven't even sold 5,000 of these things, probably around 3,000 of a DVD of the press conference in the book, but it's available on the site, elliamarginally.net. It's groundbreaking information, in my opinion. So why do you think, even in the Christian world, that you're being... Uh, Marginalized? Yeah, I was going to say ignored, but yeah, that's a good word. Marginalized. Yeah, um, most Christians today, in my opinion, have this truncated view of the supernatural. Uh, they don't really believe in supernatural events. They don't believe what they, what they read in their own Bibles. And of course, I'm painting with a very broad brush here. Sure. But when you, when you go to a Genesis 6 account, or when you go to Genesis 3.15, where I believe it's Jesus in the garden, you got Satan over here, the dragon, and Adam and Eve over there, and he lays down a, a mandate, which is the first prophecy in the Bible, 
which is ignored. But it says the seed, the offspring of the dragon, the offspring of the serpent will be at war with the offspring of the woman. That sets up the rest of the biblical narrative and it carries over until today. It it hasn't stopped. And unless Christians grapple with that, and come to an understanding of that when they get to Genesis 6, when they get to Sodom and Gomorrah, when they get to the Tower of Babel, when they get to the conquest of Canaan, they're clueless. When they read in Daniel that their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave with them, who's they? What are they talking about? The seed of men, so it can't be men, so who is it? And this is what's so imperative about the research that we do, because we're bringing, we're putting flesh on the bones of the prophetic word, which has been basically ignored in the church for at least a thousand years, if yeah. not longer. You always have me. There you go. <laughs> no, well, you know what? It's interesting because sitting here interviewing all the speakers again, like I was telling Randall and a couple other people off off camera, um, I get message. I mean, I, there's a message that I hear that none of you guys are hearing because you're all talking individually to me, sharing various things with me. And I'm like, huh, it's interesting. That guy said this, that guy don't know wow. that over that. You know, the message is what? deception in the church. Wow. And because uh, in, in Nathan, he actually used the word beguiled. I thought, you know, if, if you have deception in the church so rampant as it is, it's no wonder when you're trying to actually show something that's not deception because people over here are looking at people like Joel Osteen, Mr. Fluffy Life Coach, curly hair, and you know, living his best life now, and all these other false teachers out there, and they don't see that how dangerous the situation is, how dire it really is. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I, I always stay away from from bashing other ministry. You know, Osteen has obviously he's got a, a huge following, and I, I don't know the man personally, so I can't yeah. can't weigh in on him. Well, I you're just, not. I just find it a, a, little, <laughs> a, a little a little too fluffy for my take. But that's that's just my personal opinion. Sure. But I, I do agree. In fact, last night when I presented my Fatima uh, work and, and, I, and I just said, you know, here's the deal. I, I look at the audience and said, the whole purpose of this is just to arm you so you won't be deceived. And at the end of the Fatima 2 film, and I showed it last night, there's a composite, a clip I show of so-called sun miracles and apparitions that are happening right now within the last 20 years. 20, 30 years. That, that's the span. So it's happening. And, you know, there are brothers and sisters that we have in the Catholic Church. They're running after these things yeah. and believe they are from God. And I believe that Satan comes with all signs of lying wonders. And, you know, what's a lying wonder? It's something that you're going to believe in. And so the deception is, is the calling card of the age in which we find ourselves living in. Uh, the coming great deception, I'll be talking about that in less than an hour. And that is the whole UFO deception. And I am so passionate about this, um, as I was with Fatima, mm-hmm. that I'm practically jumping out of my skin on stage. Because it's just, what does it take to wake up the body of Christ? And it, that's... You know, we have a mission statement. We finally wrote one after, you know, a gazillion years in ministry, right? And it's to expose the deception of the prince of the power of the air and herald the return of the king, Jesus. That's our mission statement. Prince of the power of the air, of course, is just another title for Satan. Right. But the reason why I use that is deliberate. Right. Because UFOs are aerial. The the mound builders, uh, you can only see those sites and appreciate them from the air. Fatima was in the air. 
So <clears throat> the Prince of the Power of the Air is what I zone in on. And I realize it's like, who's the most, most Christians don't even know who the Prince of the Power of the Air is for crying out loud. But that's how you educate people. But that's how influential you really are. I mean, I use your lingo all the time. Guide, go. Guidebooks is supernatural, Prince of the Power of the Air. I mean, you didn't come up with that. But <laughs> no, that, but, that's biblical. But well, Guidebook of the Supernatural right, is mine. Right. right. I, I, I like to call the devil the... the um, the Lord of Flies. That's know, another good one. Because, yeah. you know, Beelzebub. You know, Beelzebub, I mean, that's who it is. You know, he's yeah. a little pesky thing. But, you know, it can, it can, but think yeah, about it, too, because with all the persecution, like with your ministry on YouTube and all that, I even talked to Jan Markell, right? I interviewed her and asked her if she had come under any persecution for, you know, on, on social media and, and everything like that. And she said, yeah. You know what she was banned for? She was actually banned for... Uh, Talking about the Holocaust, and what was the other thing? I forgot it. Oh no, Christian persecution. Tom Doyle, his stuff. Talking about those two things and getting demonetized on YouTube because of that. Yeah, we're demonetized. I don't even. I don't even play the game anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing how all this is coming down. And I got to tell you, if the Democrats take the House, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> but if they do take the House or the Senate, um, it will be a disaster, a catastrophe of this country. The Democrats have nothing to offer except for socialism, higher taxes, right. and more government. Right. And uh, Jefferson said this, a government is best that governs least. Yes. And I uphold, I cling to that principle yeah. tenaciously. <clears throat> I feel your pain, but I think God, I wants, pain. I think God wants me to tell you two things, I think. Number one, the battle is his. What? The battle is God's. Amen. Okay. You're trying to Amen. wake up the church by yourself. Good luck. That's you can't. It. You're like, hey, look at me. No. <laughs> the battle is the Lord. Absolutely. Amen. And, you know, and and Jeremiah and, and those guys were weeping prophets for a reason. Right? And Nothing's changed no, in nothing, of years. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And, you know, the, the messages of the Old Testament prophets were just as difficult to swallow, I think, for the people just as it is doing the message that you have. I mean, let's just face it. What you're talking about to unbelievers, it may be interesting, but believers are really scared of it, I think, because they don't understand sometimes how how real the spiritual battle well, is. Well, this is the problem. They're, they sit in the church, and, they, and, they, and I'm not broad-brushing again with a right. you know, pain with a very broad brush here, but the bottom line is uh, they're not taught the supernatural. Most believers aren't taught. Russ Dizdar talks about this, that believers in the first six months should be taught what spiritual warfare is, how to put on the armor of God, and their authority in Christ. You're not taught that in most churches. So they wander around. I wasn't taught that. No, I, wasn't I, didn't, I didn't even know how to put on my armor until much, much later. Meanwhile, I'm getting slammed. I mean, body slammed by the enemy because I had no defense. I didn't know. And I'm not bagging on my, my first pastor. He was a man of God. He loved the Lord, but he just didn't know. So, you know, what my, par my people perish from lack of knowledge, and that's where we are. Most churches don't teach this stuff, the authority of a believer. That, you know, a, 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 born, a man or woman born again, you know, less than 24 hours has the same authority as I do after 38 years. You have the authority to cast out devils and heal the sick. You do. You have the same authority that I have in Jesus because that's the whole deal. But the churches don't teach that. And so we have this truncated view of the supernatural. We read supernatural experiences in the Bible, but we really don't believe them. Because, oh, that's back then. Nonsense. It happened. That's why I showed that clip. Mm -hmm. Because when you show that clip of so-called sun miracles, 
and apparitions happening in modernity, and you hear the absolute hysteria of the people, that's the wake-up call. Yeah. That's the wake-up call. But as you know, it takes sometimes a hurricane or a flood to get people's attention. Well, or, you know, the rise of, uh, or the revealing of the so-called extraterrestrial presence, which I'll be talking about in less than an hour. And I'm excited about this presentation because we had this closure in 2017 on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox News. We brought Commander David Fravor on, the ex-F-18 fighter pilot, who had, so you got Tucker Carlson here, you got, it's a triptych, three, three, the camera's split in three different ways. Tucker Carlson here on one panel, another panel, David Fravor, Commander of, you know, Commander David Fravor, F-18 pilot, another panel over here that was classified film of a UFO that he took, which was classified, and I'll ask the, rhetorically the question uh, to, the, to the audience, how does he get on Fox News? How does that work? He's an unknown guy. He doesn't have a book. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have a, a video he's selling. He's got nothing. He winds up on Fox News with the classified film. And there's a reason for it. Because it's disclosure. And it's a, as Chuck Musser would say, it's a managed agenda. And that's where we are. Yeah. So, yeah. And I actually saw that. I saw that on YouTube. I believe it was when you posted it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right on it on YouTube. L.A. Marzulli on YouTube. Mm. Uh-huh. Who they, Shameless plug. Who they demonetized, which is a bummer. Yeah, it's okay. We have Jingos, though. Yeah. We have a sponsor. It's Jingos. It's amazing cleaner. We get people that the dog gets sprayed by a skunk. This is the newest one. Uh -huh. Dog gets sprayed by a skunk right in the face, right? The dog comes in. Oh, my gosh. It reeks the high heaven. She gets the jingo, sprays the dog down, <laughs> sprays it on a rag, wipes the dog's face, smells gone. She can't believe it. She writes me the story. www.byjingos.com. This stuff really works. They're our sponsor, and I wouldn't be telling you this if it didn't work. Yeah. And it does work, and it's amazing. Byjingles.com, www.byjingles.com. <laughs> Shameless. Ding. Hey, we have to, when he does the teeth, we got to put a little yeah, thing right. on there. Ding. Randall yeah. can put that in there. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, is there, like... What's your latest product? Working on a, a new film. It's called The Mysterious Mound Builders. The overarching series is called On the Trail of a Nephilim. Mm -hmm. um, the first film in that series will come out in November. We're really excited about the film. Uh, and what is, we, we traveled all over the United States and Europe uh, filming uh, dolmens, which are standing stones, menhirs, which are standing stones. Dolmens are like, like they look like tombs, two uprights with a, a lintel across. Uh, menors or standing stones, which are standing stones, very large, mm -hmm. megalithic architecture, megalithic stones, which are usually lined up to the solstices of the equinoxes. Um, and then the Mysterious Mound Builders, which is the first film. And uh, I think you'll find that incredibly interesting because it is the fingerprints of the supernatural. Native Americans did not build this. And this is the first in the series. Uh, Mound Builders 2 will come out. Probably within probably in January if if, I, if I'm if I'm on it, mm -hmm. followed by another film on America's Stonehenge. So we've got three films that are coming out within within six months. We're we're on it. We we've, we've got lots of footage, lots of raw footage, and I'm in edit mode continually. So cool. we're are, we're excited about you it. You and Richard are doing that. No, just me. Not just you. Just me. Watch okay. the Watchers series with Richard Shaw and myself had a great run. We did ten films together, but I, we broke. You know, we didn't split up or anything. But I I branched out on my own. And this is my series, and uh, Watchers is pretty much done. This is the new series. Cool. On the Trail of a Nephilim, The Watchman Chronicles. Awesome. Well, you're wrong, dude. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for Praise being on Lord. my little show again. Thank you, Stace. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Randall. <laughs> okay, so that is 
the intrepid L.A. Marzulli, who uh, who had actually a lot to say. And I want to just uh, say a couple things before we go to our break. First of all, um, I've got to say thank you to Bearface again for for doing the videoing and all that of all the interviews. I mean, without him doing that, you wouldn't be seeing me interview all these people. Just so you know. Even though uh, I didn't put the sparkle on his teeth yeah, when he did the Jingo's right. plug. That's okay. Also, I want to say hi to Kristen, who is over there on YouTube. She messaged me and said that she's watching on YouTube. So thank you for doing that. Hey, wherever you can see this show, <laughs> you're lucky just because it spikes. So, I mean, it is like the numbers are like dwindling, and I have no idea why. It's not like we've done one thing different, and I have big names on the show. As you guys know, these names are not little people that are well known. They, L.A. Marzulli is very well known. Uh, it's like, what? Snooze? Pfft. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, he is a rock star, Kim. I agree. Kim Kim is saying that you're a rock star. Yeah, you are. Me? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, see, I say it all the time, but you say it. All of a sudden, he's touched. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um. So do me a favor, if you guys don't mind, just share this out on your Facebook, too, if you can, later. Let people see it. Okay, so uh, Aaron had a question about what he was talking about. So uh, L.A. was talking about the elongated skulls, which we can't show you pictures of because, you know, if we're not that fancy of a, of a show, <laughs> if we were, then that would have been edited and put in as we were talking about it. But, but I just don't have photos just, handy. Right. Um, so basically this is um, – so basically what he's talking about is the Nephilim, Okay. And the giants that were in the land. And there's there there's actually a giant conspiracy. Okay? No pun intended. <laughs> and the conspiracy, giant, giant conspiracy. The conspiracy is by governments all over, museum, people who do artifacts and stuff, they have literally hidden the the long uh, skeletons of giants, okay, that were in the land. Because giants walk the earth. Uh, giants and the Nephilim were, you know, these are the, the offspring of the aliens and the females together. They created big giants, basically. Um, and so what he has done is he's gone to Peru and other places like that, and they've actually found these elongated skulls that don't look like a normal, like our skull. Like if, you know, we were dead, our, we have round heads. The elongated skulls look, they're longer, like you would see in a science fiction movie of an actual alien. So that's that's the result of a hybrid. So he's actually done this amazing research, found these things, done actual DNA testing on it, and he's basically saying that um, this is groundbreaking stuff, and yet this, there's, there's a snooze button. Nobody cares because yeah. it would actually rewrite history, and it really would because it's actually – real and it's legitimate so. yeah these the dna from these skulls shows that they their lineages is from the middle east yeah. these are these are in south america and so here are these skulls believed to be and rightly so uh thousands of years old and long before european people came over here that we're aware of anyway and let alone the middle eastern sailors and so you know why are there strange you know remnants remains there we go remains of people with weird skulls uh, with middle eastern ancestry 
in South America. Um, can we do a real quick sort of Bible study from Genesis 6? Just We're not going to get deep into it, but just to... Just, yeah, I mean, we to, might go overtime today, so that's fine by me. All right, just just real quick. I'm good with it. Just chapter 6. Go with six. the spirit, man. We read, and it came to pass, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, and it came to pass when men began to multiply in the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and took them wives of all which they choose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, those days that is, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And... I'm not going to get into the whole thing where this view that sons of God means the line of Seth, you know, the godly ones, and then and the daughters of men mean the offspring of through Cain, and just because the text just doesn't support that. And so the word that talks about um, when when the um, Anyway, the sons of God is Benecha Elohim. We see that also in Job when the sons of God appeared before God and Satan was among them. But the idea of the giants on the earth, translated giants, um, flip over that. The word there is Ha Nephilim. Ha is the definite article. We would say the. The Nephilim. And uh, I am, that's a plural suffix in Hebrew. Uh, it comes from the Greek uh, uh, verb nephal, which means to fall. So the Nephilim are the fallen ones. Where did they fall from? Fall from grace, fall from a cliff, whatever. But but it says that these Nephilim, the fallen ones, were in the days after the sons of God came into the daughters of men. And afterward, and they were men of renown, um, mighty men, Hagiburim, um, and men of renown. Anyway, won't go into it in detail, but that's when we talk about Nephilim. Nephilim, that's what we're talking about, what everybody talking about Nephilim. It's these fallen ones who were the offspring of the, quote, sons of God, uh, B'nai Elohim. And uh, the daughters of men, which makes sense that there's daughters and human women. All right. Back to you, Stace. And back to me. Okay. So the other thing, and I appreciate you uh, filling that in. So the other thing that L.A. was talking about was the Fatima de deception. And this was basically um, happened like a hundred years ago, give or take. And... It was evidence of this apparition that took place and this UFO thing that took place. It was actually documented on uh, photographs, but those were hidden for all this time. Anyway, he found some stuff. He did a DVD on that uh, and all that. And so um, so if you want to learn more about L.A. Marzulli and any of his stuff, if you just go to lamarzulli.net, you can go to his website. He's got probably... I'm going to say at least five or six different books, but then he also has a series. He has the Watcher series 
uh, on the trail of the Nephilim. He's got the Fatimid series. Um, so he's got probably at least 15 DVDs you can get. He sells them in packages. Um, and they're very, they're, you can see the evolution of how they started out one way and they, they got, they got better over time. So, um, and you know, he is controversial because, you know, he talked about how, you know, how, um, Christians aren't, um, familiar with supernatural, but it's true. I mean, it's not completely true. Christians in America by and large are not familiar with the supernatural, um, Christians in the persecuted church are very well familiar with it. So anyway, so that's L.A. Marzulli. If you want more about, if you want more of him, then um, you can go to lamarzulli.net. And aliens are demons. I do agree with you there. And thank you for coming in and uh, watching the show. Also, I um, uh, wanted to say, if you're not on my text message list, if you're not receiving my daily text messages where I send out a scripture and then a, then a, a tweet. Um, how and why did he get into that? Uh, I'll tell you that in a second. If you're not on my text message list, though, text the term Bible News to 33222 and get on my text message list. I send out, you know, a minimum of two a day, sometimes just one, depending on the day. And I do flash contests on there occasionally. So I just got... In fact, I just gave away a DVD, uh, Richard Shaw, who is the guy that he's done a lot of, uh, L.A. Marzulli did a lot of DVDs with on the Torah Codes. Uh, very good, by the way. And we have an interview with Richard Shaw we're going to be sharing later. But join my text message list. Text Bible News 33222. It's right there on your, th you're on your, on the screen. You can check that out. Get on my list. And then I'll text you back and I'll say, can you please tell me your name? Because it doesn't give you a chance to put your name in there. Um... What else was I going to tell you? The other thing, wait, hold on. I got to turn the page backwards. Okay. The other thing I want to let you know is that we are still trying to raise some money for actually covering this trip. Uh, we're still a couple hundred dollars short. Okay, cool, Kim. And so as a result, we have um, two books that we're offering. This fearless prayer book for a donation of $15. That includes shipping. Uh, we'll send you this book for a donation of $15. If you want to contribute uh, to Bible News Radio, I'll send you this book. Just mention, hey, I want this book. Okay, at BibleNewsRadio.com. And if you want this book, The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel by Doug Hershey, uh, donation of $10 for this one, I'll send you this one. If you want them both, then um, if you give me a donation over $20 for both of these, I'll, uh, I'll send them both to you. Okay. So over 20 for two of them. I'll send them both to you. 15 for this one. 10 for this one. It's 25, but if you give me $20 or more, I'll send both of them to you. Okay? Yeah, Just, The Fearless Prayer is a uh, hardcover book. Yeah, it is. And then the Doug Hershey's book is on uh, Israel is uh, paperback. Soft cover. Yeah. And we'll ship those to you in media mail so, the, so you'll get it in a week or so. Uh, from when I send it. If you want to be a pillar of the community, you know you know how to do that. Just set up a recurring monthly payment of, of any amount. Um, and we thank you for that because it definitely helps pay our bills. Uh, helps It helps pay, just so you know. And, uh, <laughs> and also, uh, we do have some other books by Harvest House, too, that um, we can do that. So 
in order to get the books, all you got to do is go to BibleNewsRadio.com. On the resource page, I think I think there is one set up for the Fearless Prayer Book, Wendy. That's correct. I mean, Kim, Kim, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, if you just go to our resources page, click there, and then just buy through there, and I'll I'll add you to that, and you can you can uh, do that. Also, Ariel Ministries uh, offers a twenty percent discount to my viewers. Uh, just use the coupon code Bible News whenever you check out. There's actually some great resources on our resource page from Ariel, including the Historical Geographical Study Israel DVD tour. $29 for that. You save 20%, so it drops it down like 23 bucks plus shipping, whatever that is. That's a, a seven DVD set or seven hours. No, it's seven DVDs. It's four hours. So if you've never been to Israel and you want to go to Israel with Ariel, get that. That would be, that's awesome for anybody. Seriously. That, I think this is one of the best things that Ariel has offered us. Um, you can save 20%. Just click, click on that too. All right. Um, keep supporting Ariel because they they support us. And uh, eventually, the ecclesiology resources will show up. I don't know words about the, <laughs> about the caching. I think it takes a while, even with refreshing the cache at the host. It takes a while for the cached version to make its way out to all the um, yeah. extremities of the web. But um, soon. Depending on where you live, you may see it right now or in the next few minutes. Yeah. Uh, we've got some new resources up there you see on your screen now. Ecclesiology, the Doctrine of the Church. There's a study package that includes an audio CD and some and workbooks. There's one that's uh, less, less expensive, that's just an MP3. Yes. And then we've got a whole teaching from... And we will uh, have this one up here, too. Model Ballast and, um, that's uh, from Camp Shoshana. Wow, we will that. have Doug Hershey's. This is Doug Hershey's first book. We will have this up there too. The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel. Um, now that Israel Rising is a bestseller, people are going, hey, Doug, did you write anything else? And yeah, he did. He wrote this. This is, if you want a good basic primer, uh, primer, whatever the word is, you can get this book too. Okay. Um, last but not least, um, October is, is almost over. And uh, Legal Shield is still another way to support Bible News Radio. And, but even more so, a, a good way to support yourself. Yesterday I shared uh, that I was notified that my Gmail had been breached again. So I went in, I fucking changed my passwords again. Um, there have been over 9,000 data breaches this year from major companies. Um, basically, what that means is that hackers have gotten in, they've stole your personal data. And they're just waiting to use it against you. Um, ID Shield is a must-have if you want to protect your data. Um, and and if you sign up with ID Shield with me, then it, it helps us because then you become part of my part of my company. Really, you're my customer once you sign up with me. Um, it's nine ninety-five for an individual every month, and twenty-four ninety-five for a family of uh, two two adults and up to eight children under 26 years old, okay? Uh, so if you have a big family, then $24.95 covers the whole family. Uh, but if it's just like, say, you and your husband, you want to cover both of you, it's $9.95 it's, it's a piece. And it's well worth it. It really is. We have a $5 million guarantee. Unlike LifeLock, which has been breached, they only have a $1 million guarantee. And we have Kroll, who is the private investigating firm that actually will take care of 
what happens if you get if you get compromised. I signed up a guy, uh, one of my um, listeners' father, who's in his 80s. He actually had his identity stolen earlier, like this year. And it took him over four months to deal with it. When you sign up with ID Shield, Kroll will deal with it. You don't have to. Uh, so, you know, so go ahead and, and make that a priority. Sign up for ID Shield at the very minimum. Legal Shield is very important too because you get your free will and you get other great perks. But here's the thing if you're limited on income and you want to protect your identity, ID Shield is the way to go because you've got a mobile app, you can track everything right there. And let me tell you this, not only that, you also get perks with just ID Shield. And there's over 400 places to save money with the perks. And you'll make that money. You'll make your 995 back by saving on your perks. Depending on what who you use for a phone, um, I, don't, I forgot who it is. It's either Verizon or Sprint. I'm not sure which one it is. But one of them offers 8% back on your bill. So if you have a like a $100 bill and you get 8% back on that, that's eight bucks right there. You're going to get back. Um, and your thing is only $9.95 a month. So it will pay for itself, especially if you stay on top of the perks like I do. I've already saved over $500 using our perks, including when we went to the Prophecy Conference, we saved on a, an a Enterprise Rent-A-Car perk. You know, it was 20 bucks. That saved, that saved me. You know, that's basically paying for half our membership. So because we have our business supplement and, um, and all that too. And there are business supplements as well. Um, so if you're interested in that, do what Randall said, go to bit.ly forward slash, uh, protect me all caps or just get in touch with me directly and I can help you out more with that. Um, you know, and all that. So I appreciate your support. If you've been thinking about it, uh, but you're like, eh, I don't want to do it. You know what? Don't put it off because it's only a matter of time. I'm just saying <laughs> it's only a matter of time. And I can tell you, honestly, I get, I've gotten four or five actual messages having to do with my actual data, not just social media alerts. I get those all the time, but I've gotten like four or five since I've been on this and I would not have known otherwise if I didn't have this. So uh, it's a great thing to have. I signed my dad up for it. If you have elderly parents, sign them up for it because they're at risk. Children at risk. Over over 1 million ch kids last year were victims of identity theft. Why? Because they're kids and these people are targeting children just like they do the elderly. They target everybody, but but the kids often don't know because kids don't apply for credit until they're like, you know, a teenager or a little bit older than that. So, um, you know protect yourself people there you go all right okay so tomorrow is free for all friday and i hope you guys join us we're gonna have a free for all friday <laughs> and then next week we have a couple more interviews i've invited cheryl chumley to come back on the show um i actually um ha have booked another woman uh, who's gonna be talking about how to overcome abuse um and some other stuff as well and um let's see here Mike Kaiser is going to be on our show next month in November. A lot of you guys know who he is. Uh, he's really good. And uh, coming up in November, at the end of November, I'm going to be a guest on Semine's show, The Student Teacher, over on Facebook on Sunday night. So if you guys want to see me in Semine talk, she's going to talk to me about uh, our ministry and stuff. And, you know, be cool if you came over to support us. That's, that's literally in a month. Uh, so we'll remind you later about that. But, um, Thanks for supporting us and the show. And 
I appreciate you guys. I really do. All of you. You know who you are. Yeah, you. Watching the show. <laughs> anyway, I hope you have a good evening. Remember, be bold. Stand up. And you know what? Go with God because he loves you. And don't be afraid to share with people what's really going on because they're not going to know. A lot, so many people are going to be deceived. So many people already are deceived. And it's up to us to be bearers of the actual truth of the gospel. Just like I shared yesterday. If you didn't see yesterday's show, go watch it. Watch, watch, this, watch the study that I did in Jonah yesterday. And you'll see the parallels and also some of the implications for today. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll do it. So anyway, love you guys. Have a good evening and we'll see you tomorrow.